You are listening to Women's Health Matters with me, midwife Monica Wallace, here to bring you the education, knowledge, and inspiration that you need to find your voice in your healthcare and everyday life. We are having real, authentic conversations that matter on women's health and issues affecting women every day. This podcast is not intended to replace the advice of your care provider, doctor, or midwife. Should you have any questions regarding any issues that you're having, please consult your doctor or midwife. And now here's our podcast. Welcome, welcome, welcome. This is Monica Wallace here with Women's Health Matters for our very first episode. I am so excited about this. I am so excited to bring you this podcast and bring you all of the information, all of the knowledge and the experience that I have been collecting in my repertoire for the past couple of decades uh, as a midwife and a doula and a women's health educator and a coach. Um, And also uh, I do fertility coaching. Uh, I am an endometriosis doula. Uh, yeah, that's kind of a new thing. Um, but it is a thing and, uh, it's a very, it's a very rewarding, um, thing that I do supporting women who deal with endometriosis. And I do that because I do have the disease myself for the past 27 years or so. And, uh, I really feel like, women who are dealing with this disease uh, really do need the support and need someone who has been through it already. Uh, So anyway, I am so excited to bring you all of this information. We have so many topics that we're going to cover in this podcast, and it's going to be really a lot of fun. Uh, It's a very interactive podcast, meaning uh, I will be providing worksheets and even sometimes homework (laughs) uh, for you to do between podcasts. Um, And we're going to talk a lot about that. We're going to have a lot of conversations that matter here. And we're going to have real, authentic conversations. Uh, It's not scripted. Uh, I don't use a script. Um, I want to talk about the things that matter to you the most as women, uh, women's health issues, as well as everyday life, Uh, not just issues, but just everyday life for women. Uh, I want to talk about self-care and I want to talk about yoga and fertility and the menstrual cycle as well as women's health disorders uh, and stress and uh, exercise and nutrition. Uh, These are so many things that women should know and a lot of us don't, unfortunately. We don't know a lot of these things about our bodies and about our health. And, And I really attribute that to uh, the health, the uh, education system failing girls and women starting, you know, in middle school 
all the way through the rest of our lives, as well as the healthcare system failing women and girls throughout our lives. Doctors are very, very smart and they've had a lot of education. They've spent a lot of time and money on this education and I commend them for that. That's something that I wasn't able to do and I think that's really awesome uh, that they were able to make that commitment to being medical doctors. And they have a lot of knowledge and they have a lot of information and they have a lot of training and a lot of education. The problem is, is that they don't pass that down to their patients a lot of the time. And that is a problem. That is a problem. Doctors don't have enough time anymore to spend with their patients, educating them on these very, very important topics in our lives. Women need to be educated on nutrition, on exercise, on their bodies, female anatomy to begin with. Now, I want to actually talk first before we get into this and before we get into uh, women's health education, I want to talk first about empowerment. So I've talked a lot and if you've been following me uh, on Facebook or Instagram or Twitter, you may have seen my videos on empowerment. And I talk a lot about this because I feel like it's extremely important to discuss. This is a conversation that matters for sure uh, because, and and the reason being is because I see so many care providers talk about empowering women. And they don't just talk about empowering women, but they actually use the verbiage, I empower women. I empower women to uh, have a beautiful natural birth. I empower women to use their voices and stand up for themselves. I empower women to be able to have the power over their own health care. The problem with this is, is that these care providers don't empower women. As a midwife, I don't empower women. I can't. How can I empower you from within. I cannot give you the power that you have inside of yourself. I can't give that to you. That's not something that I can do. I cannot empower you. What I can do though, and this is something I can do, 
(laughs) I can bring you the knowledge and the education that you need to empower yourself. Okay, makes sense. So let me let me just repeat that. I bring you the education and the knowledge that you need to empower yourself. No, we all know that knowledge is power, right? We know that. We hear it all the time. And it, it really is true. The more you know, the more you are empowered because you have the information that you need to be able to feel confident and to speak for yourself. Because the problem here is, is that women aren't able to speak for themselves a lot of the time, especially when it comes to their health care. They don't feel confident enough to speak for themselves. And I see it, I've seen it all the time. I've seen it so many times. I have seen it, especially as a doula and a midwife attending births in the hospital. I have seen it time and time again for the past 22, 23 years. I have seen women not be able to speak for themselves. And it's because they believe that the doctors know more than they do. And that's not entirely true. It's not true. Now, like I said, doctors do have so much knowledge. They have been trained for years and years and years, sometimes decades, to learn the information that they have and the experience that they have been through. I am not saying that doctors don't have the knowledge. They do. And a lot of the time, we must heed the advice, but only after we've done our research and we are able to make an informed decision. You know, informed consent is extremely important when it comes to healthcare. And it's not always being provided by the care providers. When you go to the doctor, are you always given the information that you need to make an informed choice? It happens more often than not. And, and I don't like it. And it is a problem. Because we need to be able to have the information that we need to make an informed decision on our health care. You know, a doctor may recommend, uh, you know, here, take this medication. This is good for you. This is good for your condition. This is something that you need. Okay, doc, sounds good. Let me go ahead and do my research 
and make sure that it is something that I agree with and that I want to put in my body. That's the way it should be. But the problem is, is that it always isn't always like that. And a lot of women don't go home and do their research. And the problem also with research is that Google is is really a lot of times a very poor research tool. And that's why I'm here. That's why I created this podcast and why I created my Women's Health Matters pages because I have seen it time and time again. And it's not just Google. In fact, the biggest culprit is Facebook in the groups and Instagram is another culprit as well. We are so caught up on these social media websites and looking to them for our healthcare information. And that's a real problem because Facebook and Instagram has completely corrupted women's health education. It has. I see it. And and I'm telling you now, one of the biggest reasons why I am here talking to you tonight on this podcast is because of those groups. Now, I have seen so many misconceptions and so much misinformation, especially in Facebook uh, women's health groups and uh, pregnancy groups, fertility groups. I have seen so much misinformation that it almost makes me feel like my head's going to explode. It's crazy. I'm baffled by how many women are in these groups giving out so much misinformation. And look, I don't even believe that it's their fault. The the education system has failed us. The healthcare system has failed us when it comes to women's health education. You know, I see these women on these groups and, uh, you know, they're talking over each other. You know, they're not even using their voices. So they're typing over each other and trying to educate each other or I might say school each other because uh, they're so sure and so adamant that they are right about the information that they're giving that they that they don't even care what they're saying so many women that i see in these groups and and things that i see on google uh or things that i've heard from my own clients and patients are complete misconceptions. There are women out there that don't know where their ovaries are. They don't know where the uterus is. They don't know where the cervix is or what it means to be dilated 
uh, when you're pregnant or when you're in labor. There are women out there who don't even know how the menstrual cycle works. They don't know that the first day of your menstrual period is the first day of your cycle. There are women that don't know where the bleeding is coming from when you have a menstrual period. They don't know. They don't know their bodies. And it's because the education system failed them. And because the education system and the healthcare system failed them, they're not empowered. They haven't been able to empower themselves. And nobody, nobody, not one care provider is going to be able to empower them without education. And they're not going to be able to empower them anyway. They can educate them so that these women can empower themselves. You can empower yourself by educating yourself. And that's why you're here tonight listening to this podcast. Because you want the education. You want to know about your body. Look, you live in your body 24-7. Nobody else does. You're going to have this body for the rest of your life. For the rest of your life. <laughs> it's, it's the only body you're going to get. Don't you want to know how it works? When you bleed every month, don't you want to know where that bleeding is coming from and why? I bet you do. <laughs> and and if you already do, that's awesome. And if you don't know, I'm going to tell you right now. Because I'm not going to mention it. I'm not going to bring that up and not give you the information. And here in this podcast, every time we meet... I'm going to give you a little tidbit of information, maybe sometimes more than a tidbit. We'll have a conversation and we'll have some discussion and then we'll learn something. And that's what's so great about this podcast is that we can have conversations about issues in women's health and then we can also get some education in there too. And it's going to be a lot of fun. And like I said, I'm really excited about it. I, I can't wait to bring all the topics to you. I really can't. I can't wait. And so I'm going to tell you about the menstrual period just a bit. Now, I don't want you to get too far into this at the moment because we're going to have an entire episode covering the menstrual cycle. And if you haven't seen my video with a visual on the menstrual, menstrual cycle on Facebook and Instagram, go ahead and check that out. You can find me on both platforms at Women's Health Matters Now. Click through the videos and you'll find the video on the menstrual cycle and you'll actually see a visual and we'll talk a lot about the hormones and how that all works and intertwines and comes into play as well. So I want to tell you a little bit first about the period. So the first day, like I said, of your menstrual cycle is the day that you begin bleeding. 
that's the first day. Now, a lot of women have an average of 28-day menstrual cycles. Some have 25, some have 35. Uh, You know, 28 is average and everyone's different, but that's the average amount of uh, days for the menstrual cycle. Now, the first day that you begin bleeding is the first day of your menstrual cycle. Where does that blood come from? That is the question. Where does it come from? Well, of course, we know it comes from your uterus. And inside of the uterus, so the uterus is an organ about the size of your fist. And it is located below or underneath or behind your pubic bone. So your pubic bone is that bone under the mound just above your vulva or your vagina, where your vagina is. And we'll talk about that too. (laughs) Vulva and vagina are always, uh, you know, those two words always are misconstrued a little bit. We'll talk about that as well. Uh, Your vulva is actually the outside of your vagina where you see the labia and the clitoris. That's your vulva. The vagina is actually inside. It's actually the uh, tube inside. Uh, So anyway, we'll talk a little bit more about that as well. But we're talking about the period at the moment. So let's stick with it. So the blood comes from the uterine lining. So it's a lining inside of the uterus called the endometrium. The endometrium is there to actually, its, its purpose is to nourish a pregnancy should that occur. So should your ovary release an egg into the fallopian tube and a sperm happens to come and meet it, and we all know how that happens, (laughs) uh, the egg will begin, will become fertilized, usually inside of the fallopian tube, and travel its little self down into the uterus. Once it's done that and it's been fertilized by the sperm, it will implant itself into this uterine lining or the endometrium. Once it implants itself into the endometrium, that endometrium will begin to nourish that pregnancy. And now it's a pregnancy. If the egg does not meet up with a cute little sperm (laughs) and become fertilized, it will still travel down the fallopian tube, but it will not implant into the endometrium. And if that does not happen, the uterine lining, which is made up of blood and tissue inside of the uterus, will begin to shed and come out of the vagina. And that is the first day of your menstrual period. And that is where the menstrual blood is coming from. It is actually the blood and tissue of the endometrium or the inside uterine lining that was there to nourish a pregnancy should that occur. But when the pregnancy did not occur, the blood begins to shed out of the uterus and out of the vagina and becomes your menstrual period. 
Some women bleed for two days. Some women bleed for five days. Some women bleed for 10 days. Everybody's different. But when your bleeding begins, that is always the first day of your menstrual cycle. You may go uh, to the doctor or to the hospital and they'll ask you that question. When was the first day of your menstrual cycle or when did you have your last period? And they're always asking you when, what the day was that you began bleeding. And that is now you know <laughs> when the endometrium began shedding from your uterus and the blood began to come out of the vagina. So now you have that information. So that's just a little tidbit of information that I wanted to give you. And we're going to get those little tidbits every single episode. And like I said, some episodes are going to cover one topic for the entire episode. And we'll throw in some things here and there and we'll have all kinds of little conversations. And like I said, we'll have some visuals that I'm going to provide you, some worksheets and maybe even some homework for things for you to do in between the podcasts. But listen, look, I feel that women need to begin talking about these things with their care providers, with other women, and they need to start educating themselves. You need to start educating yourself. And I'm so glad that you are here with me tonight, getting the knowledge and the information that you need to begin educating yourself and empowering yourself to use your voice. It's time. It is time for women to be able to start using our voices. We need to start using our voices and talking about these things that were once taboo. Taboo. Can you believe that maybe... uh, 30, 40, 50 years ago. And sometimes, you know, for some women, it's sooner, it's 10 years ago or five years ago, or or even now that a lot of the things that we're even talking about in this podcast tonight were taboo. They were taboo. You couldn't say the word uterus. You couldn't say the word vagina. (gasps) Vagina? God forbid. Who does she think she is? (laughs) I know it sounds ridiculous, but sadly it's true. It's such a taboo word, isn't it? You say that word and, and people look and stare. Oh my goodness, why is she saying vagina? <laughs> you know, I I also encapsulate placentas a lot of the time. And uh, one time, uh, my husband and I were having a conversation. I was talking about, uh, I think it was how many placentas I had encapsulated that week or something like that. And we were sitting in Taco Bell. 
<laughs> and, uh, you know, my husband's such a good sport. He really is. Uh, you know, he's even picked up placentas for me and delivered placentas for me. So he really is a good sport. But I was talking loudly. You know, I was I was saying placenta this and placenta that. And I was probably saying vagina or uterus and bleeding and all kinds of things because those are just the kinds of conversations that a midwife has. <laughs> and he, he had the look of embarrassment on his face. And, and that I can't can understand. You know, nobody really wants to hear about placentas while they're eating their taco. No, nobody, <laughs> no pun intended either. Nobody wants to hear about placentas at Taco Bell. But I'm, I'm referring more to in general conversation, even in conversations in, in doctor's offices, I've seen people's eyes bug out at the word placenta or vagina. You know, uh, these things don't need to be taboo. We can talk about our periods. You know, women didn't used to talk about their periods. They didn't even used to talk about being pregnant. Women used to hide their bellies when they went out when they were pregnant. Because that was shameful. Can you believe that? It was shameful to be growing a child inside of your body. It was shameful to nourish a baby with your own body. That's shameful. That that was shameful. (laughs) That's shameful. You know... Periods are not taboo, and we need to start getting away from that. We need to start getting away from that stigma. We need to stop allowing people to shut us up when we want to talk about our bodies. And that goes for being in your care provider's office as well. A lot of times there are care providers who don't want you to talk about your body or who don't want you to know more because they're afraid that you'll know more than them or that you'll make a decision that they don't agree with. And look, I think it's really important that women and their care providers have a conversation, discuss the options, review the information, And maybe even educate each other on the options as well. I'm not saying go against your care provider. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that you need to be able to make an informed decision. And I feel like doctors and midwives and their clients and their patients need to start talking to each other. They need to start having conversations with each other. They need to, the care providers need to start educating their patients so that they can be empowered. It's time to stop allowing these things to be taboo. It's time for us to begin to speak up. You know, 
my grandmother had a hysterectomy years ago and you know she's she's passed away now um and i miss her dearly but she had a hysterectomy my mother told me uh and it was because she was having such profuse bleeding and nobody knows why she was bleeding that way and nobody knows why she had the hysterectomy nobody knows my mother doesn't know nobody knows it's because nobody talked about it. Who knows? Maybe she had fibroids. Maybe she had endometriosis. Uh, you know, I don't know what it was. And sometimes these things are hereditary. I would love to know what my grandmother was suffering from. I believe my mother probably suffered from endometriosis, but she doesn't know either because even during her menstrual years, she didn't talk about it. She didn't talk about it much, and she told me that she would tell her mother, my grandmother, how much pain she was in during her period. And you know what my grandmother said? And this is not her fault because this is what her mother taught her. But my grandmother said, that's just how it is. That's just what a woman goes through. That's our fate. That's just what we get as women. Unbelievable, huh? It's unbelievable to me. And... I can't believe that we actually had to go through this. But the problem is, is that we are still going through this. So listen, my point is, and this is the point that I have been trying to make the entire episode. I want you to begin educating yourself. I want you to tune into this podcast and I want you to listen to the information and the knowledge that I'm bringing you so that you can use that in your everyday life so that you know how your body works and you can bring that into your everyday life and into your healthcare. I want you to listen to this podcast and feel like you can use your voice because you know what you're talking about. I want you to feel like you can use your voice and I want you to feel confident do it, doing it. <clears throat> that you can talk about these subjects that were once taboo. You can talk about them. You can say the word uterus. You can say the word vagina. You can talk about your period and tell your doctor or your midwife that you're having a lot of pain and you want to find out why. Because period pain, severe period pain, is not normal. It's not. Some pain, some cramping, but not severe. And, th and there's so many symptoms that go along with that. And we're going to talk that about that in another episode as well. But I'm telling you, it's not normal. And I want you to feel like you can talk to your care provider about that. It's nothing to make fun of. 
It's nothing to laugh about. I mean, we don't make fun of people for having a stomach, do we? We don't make fun of people for having feet, do we? We don't make fun of people for having a bowel movement, do we? Well, maybe sometimes <laughs> some people do, you know. Um, but getting back to the point, we don't make fun of other people for having normal bodily functions and for having organs that we were all born with. So why would we make fun of or think that a vagina is taboo? Why would we make fun of a woman having her period? When we don't make fun of other bodily functions. It just doesn't make any sense to me. It doesn't make any sense and it baffles me. And it's time for us to stop that now. It's time. So use this podcast. Use this podcast as a resource for your education, for your information, and also for inspiration to empower yourself. I'm so excited to be here and I can't wait to bring you more information on more topics. So listen, what I want to do is, since this is the first episode, I want to hear from you. I want to hear what you think about the podcast so far. I want to hear also what topics you want to hear on this podcast. I want to know what you want to talk about. I want to hear from you. So go ahead. I want you to email me midwifemonica at womenshealthmattersnow.com. And if you don't feel like sending an email, go ahead and check me out on Facebook or Instagram. My handle is Women's Health Matters Now. You can check me out on either one of those or both. You can also see my videos there as well. And send me a message. Let me know what you think about the podcast. Because I want to bring you the information that you're looking for. And if you ever have any questions, go ahead and send me that email or uh, direct message me on one of those platforms as well. I'm more than happy to help. And if you have any questions that you'd like me to mention on the air, I will mention those and answer your question here as well. I really hope you've enjoyed this podcast. I have so much more information to bring you, so many more topics, and I am so, so excited to do it. I really am. I love educating you and I love being able to give you the information that you need to empower yourself. Know your body. Be empowered. I'll see you soon.